Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Superhero action figures over 7 inches tall. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over 7 inches tall. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It's a Saturday cartoon alternative show. That's right. If you're listening to the day it's uploaded, it is a Saturday. And right next to me is my cartoon. Kimmy, I got one name. Kimmy. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. That's right, I do, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. I am the insane one here, correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show. If this is your first time listening to the Riley and Kimmy Show, we offer a daily talk show about pop culture things. Not just comic books. We do talk about comic books on occasion. But we talk about all things pop culture, and we like to focus on the world of nostalgia and retro. We like to take you back in time to some good memories. So stick around with us, and I guarantee we will at least give our best doing that. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And we will be focusing on something from way back when, which I think is really cool. If you love like voiceover stuff and things like that, it's going to be fun. We have we'll we'll have some funny here, you know, in. In honor of cartoons that don't happen anymore on Saturday mornings. Okay. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that in just a little bit. One of the things we're going to do right now is we have an update, Kimmy. A Star Wars celebration update. That's right. The Riley and Kimmy Show has our field reporter who uh, who survived the Friday adventure at Star Wars Celebration. One of the reasons we're doing this is to get an update of what's going on for those who are in greater Orlando for this huge event, Star Wars Celebration out at the Orange County Convention Center, and we're checking in with somebody we consider a top nerd, somebody who is actually, well, a connoisseur of conventions. He has done just, he, he likes conventions, doesn't he, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And he likes the celebrity thing about this. He likes getting the autographs. He likes getting the photos and things like that. He takes in the whole whole experience, panels, everything, the vendor room. He, he just goes all over, correct? Mm-hmm. And what better source for us to find out about Star Wars Celebration, also to give tips to anybody who's going there today or maybe going on tomorrow or both days. Maybe some little tips and things about that. I thought we'd check in with the store owner of Smash Comics and Games, and that is David Corporone, somebody who's a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. Now, as we record this, there is nothing to be hidden here. It's being recorded very, very late or actually very, very early on a Saturday morning. I was going to say a late Friday night, but it is, it is Saturday morning. Very early, way before sunrise. This is, well, this is the Hour of the Ghoul. David, we're talking to you at the Hour of the Ghoul. Yeah, well, it was ghoul time all day for me in the vendor section. Well, see, that well, now, vendor section, David spent Friday at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando, Florida. And considering the Riley and Kimmy show is not attending this year's <laughs> Star Wars celebration because, well, well, let's just say somebody didn't follow through with what they promised. Um, 
and that's not Riley or Kimmy that didn't follow through. Um, David is our unofficial representative, and he he went, and you have a quick report here to update those who might be going this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday, and maybe you know just share for those who can't go uh, from all over the world, uh, how was the Friday experience at Star Wars Celebration? It was a rousing okay. Now, you, did you, if I remember right, did you go seven <laughs> years ago or not? I went to Celebration Z or 5. Yes, you and, I, Z. Yeah, yeah, you and I went to that one. And how did, um, how did this and, one compare? Well, it was much bigger. Uh, there were there was a, a lot more stuff to buy, <laughs> which is what it seems it's turned into. But the big sets weren't there. You couldn't walk on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, really? Um, the big, you know, where they had the chess board set up. Uh, there was no Hoth ice bar. Um, it was really all give it your money. Oh, so you you felt it was more like a cash grab kind of thing. Going. It was well, it was much more of a commercial convention now. Okay. It's been a, it's been a celebration of the actual uh, franchise. Ooh. Okay. Did, was it easy to um, move was, around in? I mean, uh, no, really. There was so much dead space in the hall, but the aisles were so narrow. It was like old school MegaCon. Really? Before they widened up their aisles, yeah, it was. You couldn't move through there. Now, for somebody who, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, you, you because of some conditions, you were not walking. You were being pushed. Uh, yeah, at the I event. was pushed around. Was this would this be a tough thing for somebody who you know is not that mobile? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, when you're in a seated position, you're lower uh, in, in stature, which I'm not used to because I'm actually tall. Um, so I'm not used to people not noticing me and stepping on me. Oh. <laughs> so I got my my chops in. I tripped a few people. So okay. <laughs> how, how how was their setup with the the well let's go to the one which can be this is kind of a judge of big conventions how was the photo op setup was it a, a smooth operation when you went up to get your picture taken with said celebrity and then get your picture it was when you could find somebody who knew where everything was supposed to be Ooh. Um, i was unfortunately uh we got there when they called the i was there to see sarah michelle geller um from all my children and um they called her name for her to be had with the photo op obviously uh so they they sent me to line 21 they said you're the first one in line to to, to go to Sarah Michelle Geller. like fantastic they lined a couple of people up behind us and then they switched volunteers out and the new volunteers sent everybody to a different line oh boy so that's the line they sent in and they forgot about us um <laughs> Now, once we got the proper line, then we got through. It was very smooth. It wasn't like clockwork. Uh, she was lovely. The photo was waiting for you as you exited the line. Nice. Um, it was nice and brightly lit. Um, it was a good quality photo. And, and so, so the, and, the actual operation itself was was very good. Okay. How about the autograph setup? Because did you do an autograph or two? I did. Yes, I paid for the whole autograph package with. Uh, Miss Geller. Okay, how how on her birthday actually? Yes, it yeah, um, it was good. I I got I got to go to the VIP line, uh, so I was probably one of the first ten people to meet her. But the lines went very smoothly. Um, they they had little you know Shazam codes, so they were scanning everybody. Okay. So they knew how many autographs you were supposed to get. Um, they were doing personalization. Um, 
so they were asking her name beforehand, and she was very personable when he got to her. Oh, nice. So it all went without a hitch. Um, the, they, they did have some issues. I took my own photo to have autographs because I didn't know what Buffy the Vampire Slayer photos oh. they would have on hand. Okay. Uh, and that that was an issue um, for, for other people because once you registered, uh, you know, you had your tickets in hand, you had to go wait in another line to get a photo. To pick out your photo. Oh, really? With you. And that line was enormous. Wow. So I'm just, thank goodness I brought my own. I didn't have to wait. So if you so brought... If you're you... getting a, well, actually, all the photo ops and autographs for Saturday were sold out already. Oh, my goodness. So if you're going to the show and you haven't purchased it already, maybe next time. Wow. Unreal. It was a madhouse. But, you know, when we have Mark Hamill... And Hayden Christensen and Peter Mayhew and, you know, everybody. And, you know, walking on the floor, you're going to run into Harrison Ford or George Lucas or Billy Lord. Um, Did you run into anybody like that? Did you accidentally? We saw several people. We didn't get to run into them. Oh, wow. But we saw several people. Several of the, the Force Awakens cast were there, not for meet and greets, but they were there for panels and things. So we, we saw several people. Now, how how was the how was getting into the complex, the Orange County Convention Center, and then leaving the Orange County Convention Center? Did, was it well organized to get in and out? Or? Yes. Okay. It was. Unlike evidently, they had a lot of trouble on Thursday, but Friday was very very smooth. Cool. Got in, got in line. Uh, I was in the the hall before the doors opened at ten. They started early, letting people in. So nice. it was uh that was very well done. Now are you going back today or was Friday it for you? Friday was it. I cannot I don't have the stamina, unfortunately, the physical stamina. I don't know how I used to do that. Good oh, grief. Well takes a lot of energy. Well, we have to get you all healthy for Megacon, you know, all four days of Megacon. I'll be going two days to Megacon. Well, I see. We'll allow that. We'll let <laughs> we'll let you do two. That's okay. I'll be going to two. I have oh. to have my presence now. I haven't been to MegaCon in two years. So. I know. It's been a long time. It's not a MegaCon. But I have to go see my friend Bob Mask. Oh, he's going to be at MegaCon this year? He just announced today he's coming, and today is Bob's birthday. Oh, Saturday so is Bobby's birthday, birthday. Well, happy birthday, Bob. Well, actually, Friday. I'm sorry. Well, we're recording after. It is well, actually Saturday. It is Saturday. Um, Friday was recorded. Bob's birthday. Well, happy belated from the Riley and Kimmy show. And Bob is probably one of the best cosplayers I've ever met, known, um, friends with. And he does the, the Creeper better than anybody I've ever seen from classic DC. Oh, yes, Wildcat. I forgot about his Wildcat. He's just good. And Dead Man. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I remember when, I think I, yeah, matter of fact, I took a photo for uh, you for the store way back uh, when he did a Dead Man at Megacon. And he was just, mm-hmm. he was great. It uh, is great. That was the first day I met him. He did Wildcat and Dead Man. That was yes. very, very unusual to see those characters out and about. Yes, yes. Now, are you going to call? Our friend Bob is 50 years old. Really? Well, he does not 50. look it, does he? He doesn't look at the over 49. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Not now, at all. Are you going to be cosplaying uh, at the upcoming Megacon? I'll be totally cosplaying as a healthy person. Okay, well, that that's always good. <laughs> Now, way before MegaCon, there's some other things that are going to be happening that you're part of, and I thought maybe we'd highlight a couple of them. Sure. Uh, one of them is coming up on, let's see, Sunday, 
the 23rd, just around the corner. That is in Daytona Next Beach, week. and that's at the uh, Embry-Riddle ICI Center. It's the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. And Smash Comics will be there as a vendor. You'll be bringing uh, all kinds of things from the store, right? We will be, yes, absolutely. So somebody's looking for that uh, special collectible, you might have it. Because your store, you do take in vintage toys, right? That's uh, one of the things... We do. We, uh, we're, we're still... I mean, we took in a huge collection, oh, maybe a month ago. So we're still trying to process it. The volume is insane. It was 20-plus tubs oh, wow. of loose action figures and other paraphernalia. Unreal. So we're trying to match each piece up to its accessory and its stand and... Um, it's a, a long process, but it's fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> and and you do know your toys, and you love toys. So uh, you might be the place for somebody at this nice collectible show that's happening on Sunday, April 23rd. And then the following week, you have, what what is this thing called? A nerd yard sale, garage sale? Nerd Mart. It's Nerd Mart. Nerd like, Mart. Uh, like Walmart, but it's Nerd Mart. Nerd Mart. Okay. Tell me about Nerd Mart. What, what is Nerd Mart? Well, everybody comes in and talks about, the, oh, I have this, I have that, I have this. And what's more fun than an old-fashioned flea market where people come out and lay their stuff out on a table or on a blanket, and you just get to sift through other people's garbage? No, um, one man's trash is one man's treasure. Exactly. <laughs> so we decided to have one in, in Sanford. So we're uh, currently still registering people for... The Nerd Mart, you can come out and just bring your comics or your toys or your costume accessories or your old video games or, you know, anything sort of nerd culture related and um, set them out and see if anybody wants to buy them. Wow. So just contact uh, Smash Comics if somebody wants to get a table for this? Correct. Yes. To book your spot. Wow. That's, and, and what, and is that starting like at 11 o'clock in the morning? It goes from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Well, that, wow, that's a nice long time. Yeah, nice four hours. So it, it it runs around the same time as the farmers market over in a in downtown. That's down the block, so people can enjoy farm stuff and nerd stuff. And there's plenty of things to eat. Uh, you know, go to right into the downtown area, the district <laughs> right there. There is so much stuff to eat in Sanford. It's unreal. Good stuff, not yes. just stuff. But yes, good stuff. Yes. Now we're getting to the big date. The very big date, which is Saturday, March 6th. Saturday, May 6th. I said March. May 6th. The first (laughs) Saturday in the month of May, which is known as Free Comic Book Day. Which is... is Well, better known as Smash Presents Free Comic Book Day. Well, Smash Presents Free Comic Book Day. Now, is this one of the biggest days for comic book stores? uh, It's probably the biggest day. Okay, bigger than Black Friday, probably? Oh, yeah, certainly. Really? Really? Um, you put the word free in something and everybody's oh, going to wow. show up. Well, okay. <laughs> well, you have more reasons to show up than just free. Give me an, give us an idea. Oh, what absolutely. is going on? We, when we opened up several years ago, good grief, this is our ninth free comic book day. Um, we looked at it like, this, you know, instead of just giving away free stuff and having, you know, one person in a bad costume, why don't we turn it more into a circus or a carnival and, just go for broke and bring everything we can in. So we turn it's like a festival or a little mini convention on Free Comic Week Day. We'll have celebrity artists, writers, uh, vendors, voice actors, um, musicians, um, grief, a soap maker. You know everything you can imagine. We're gonna have at Smash Comics on Free Comic Book Day, as well as free comic books. 
it's something for all ages. People can show up in costume if they like, or that special superhero T-shirt. This is the place Absolutely. to go. Absolutely. Right? Now, and if you don't have a T-shirt, uh, our new Smash shirts are available in the store. Nice. <laughs> and let's just highlight some of the people there. Let's see. Uh, let's start with the top of the food chain in the world of art. You have uh, uh, you, Mr. George Perez. Yes. Will be in attendance this year. And the lovely George. Yes. And is he sketching, David, or not? He will be, yes. Oh, really? He will be sketching. Really? Okay. So, so uh, and, and, and he's he's winding down his appearances. So by next year, you're not going to see him in a lot of places. So come see him while you can before he decides to uh, just travel and enjoy life and, and uh, not show up at uh, these shows. And truly, he is very nice. I mean, he's incredibly oh, nice. Nicest. Yes, yes. So you you have George, but you also have another George, two Georges. We do. <laughs> and we. <laughs> I can't believe you got the other George. George. Yeah. Well, well, tell me a little bit about that other George. Mister George Lowe, the man of a thousand voices. Oh, space ghost himself. Space ghost, coast to coast. Yes. Will also be in attendance. And he will be um, prefer- signing. And um, uh, signing his pictures, signing pop vinyls, and uh, I believe Phenomenal Fee also doing uh, voicemail recordings yes. for people. Yes, and providing comedy there during Free Comic oh, Book Day. <laughs> Nonstop. <laughs> you, you have Space Ghost, you've got George Perez, you have very talented local artists who will be there too, right? Oh, sure. Nathan Zerti, Monica Ravenwolf, Graven Ravenwolf. Uh, Kenji Maxilla, Robo Ono, as he's known, uh, Humphrey Ching, uh, the Sticker Dork, Crafty Dork, uh, Bianca, um, Stump. Who else will we have? Wow. Uh, just, I mean, tons of people. That is. Um, like I said, we're going to have uh, a lady that makes homemade organic soap uh, that will be themed as superheroes, which is amazing. Uh, Tim Proctor from The Walking Dead was just booked. Whoa. Um, good. Yeah, we have the drummer from the old rock band Thor will be there. Wow. <laughs> trying to think. Um, the Age of Geek cosplay group will be there. Um, our own Smashers of Cosplay will be in attendance. Um, good. Grief. It's, you know, it's standing room only. And, 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 and I don't want to say get there early because we're going all day. So get there whenever you want. But Right. And, and let's be honest, there's also a street fest going on uh, at the same time. So this the is something. St. John's yeah. Art Festival. Yeah. So th- there's something for everybody. People who, may, you know, yeah. let's face it, somebody's going to go, well, I don't care about comic books. Well, there's going to be something there for everybody. That's true. And then at 3 p.m., this is something you don't want to miss. Uh-oh. Uh, we're going to have the amazing Phoenicia and also Lacey Sanchez and Florida Tribal Dance. Oh. Will be performing. Fantastic. At 3 p.m. That's at 3 p.m. In front of the in front of the uh, Welcome Center uh, wall, the mural wall. Oh, fantastic! And and Phoenicia is just well, Lacey. Both of them are just fantastic. And elegance personified. Yes, yes, and it'll be fun for the entire family to see this event. And it's all happening at Free Comic Book Day. Probably the best way to stay in touch with you uh, is probably through Facebook, right? The uh, the store Absolutely. page. Absolutely. It's probably the best we have way. Fa- uh, our Facebook, and anytime anything happens. All right, and I know you can't reveal things going further down in the year, but 
you will have events throughout the entire year, right? Other things happening. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We try and do uh, at least one event a month. Nice. Uh, so, and, yeah, we do two or three large ones, but we'll try and do something for the family at least once a month, if not more. Way cool. Well, I hope you'll come back on the Riley and Kimmy show. We'll talk to you maybe about some things that are happening at comic book stores or, you know, the product and things like that and focus on some new things. And we'll do that maybe in the near future. And we'll definitely and we'll definitely be seeing you at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. And by the way, thank you for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to Free Comic Book Day, giving us a home. For Absolutely. Free Day. I needed somebody to watch George Lowe. <laughs> George Lowe is a brother from another mother. Uh, and I, 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 why did he try and get me to call him daddy? That always makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of strange. Sometimes it's daddy and sometimes it's uncle. So it's sort of like a hillbilly thing going on there. <laughs> oh, what is Sanford? Hey. I love Sanford. Hey. I love Sanford. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Be nice there, David. <laughs> well, David, I'm going to let you, uh, I don't know what you're going to be doing at this hour. It's way before sunrise, so, you know. I think I'm going to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer in honor of meeting Sarah Michelle Gellar today in her 40th birthday. Wow. Well, you do that, and thank you for being on the Riley and Kimmy show, and thank you for letting me call you at this really weird hour, and you you gave the big thumbs up for that, and I appreciate that. I didn't have a choice. You called and woke me up. So what else am I going to do? Big thank you to David Corporone of Smash Comics and Games for being on the Riley and Kimmy show. Yeah, thank you, David, for braving the uh, crowds and yes. reporting for us. Yes, being a representative of the Riley and Kimmy show at that big event. Deeply yeah. appreciate him doing that. You know, basically, he was our version of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, he yeah. was our Jedi. Yes, he was. And thank you. Thank you, David, for doing that and for facing the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he did. Yes, he did. I, yes, he did. And thank you also once again to David. We we mentioned it a little bit ago, but uh, thank you for inviting us to Free Comic Book Day, which is happening the first Saturday of May. Find out more about Free Comic Book Day at Smash Comics and Games by following them on their Facebook page. And there may be some more guest announcements. Who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a big, big event that's happening, and we look forward to seeing you there. Also at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention, which is happening on Sunday, April 23rd, Smash Comics, as we said, will be set up there. So many people will be there, like artist John Beatty. John Beatty will be there. You'll be able to get a sketch from John or get your book, sign your Batman book, maybe, oh, maybe your, uh, you know, you know, Punisher books or your Marvel Secret Wars. So many things that John's been part of and he's sketching and also taking commissions that day. He's just one of many, many guests at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. You can find out more about that at DaytonaBeachComicConvention.com. And our good friend Tug... The Bull Terrier Wonder Dog will be there with his parents, Kim Joy and Blake Ovard. Come on by, meet Tug. That's happening Sunday, April 23rd. Possibly Tug's dad, Blake Ovard, will sing for you. The more you listen, the more you'll know when you listen to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Saturday, April 15th. Uh, would you like to play nerd and pop culture geek trivia? All righty. <laughs> Maybe one of these times we'll have David Corporone on with you, Kimmy. You can use him as a lifeline. The two of you can play nerd and geek 
pop culture trivia. Mm, the two right. of you together. How would that be? Sure. All right. We'll do that sometime in the near future. Right now, you can help Kimmy. That's why I think those answers for her because the timeline has been jumbled up. It is not in chronological order, not linear. It's all over the place. So shout out those answers at your tablet, laptop, desktop, whatever computing device you listen to the Riley and Kimmy show on. And perhaps she'll get that answer. We really believe a time vortex opens up with those answers. So here we go. On a Saturday, Kimmy, get more of these right than wrong. We will be buying you dinner or lunch anywhere in Central Florida of your choice for today. How is that? All right. Okay. Get ready to strap on that feed bag. Maybe. We might have made this too hard for you, though. Uh-oh. Who knows? Moving over to your very first question, Kimmy. It is in the world of pop culture for sure, but it's also dealing with automobiles, cars. Are you ready for your very first question? Mm-hmm. It was on this date that the first Ford Mustang rolls off the showroom floor two days before it is set to go on sale nationwide. They cut it that close. Mm. Two days. But they already had a commercial ready for it. While you're thinking about this, I want the exact year the very first Ford Mustang rolls off the showroom floor. You think about it. Here is their classic announcement. This is how they announced the Ford Mustang nationwide. Coming April 17th, the unexpected, the new Ford Mustang. Brilliant new kind of car. A new generation of Fords for the new breed of Americans who want stick shift action and room for four. Who collect sports car badges and trading stamps. Who want the elegance of a European touring car and till now have to settle for basic transportation. This is for them. This is Mustang. With an unexpected variety of options, Mustang is the one car that's designed to be designed by you. Get ready to meet the unexpected April 17th at your Ford dealers. Mustang is only days away. Yes, only days away. Kimmy, tell me the year the first Ford Mustang rolls off the showroom floor. 1955? Wrong decade. 1948? Wrong decade. 1960? Not close, though. 1964 is when the first Ford Mustang rolls off the showroom floor. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. Okay, Kimmy. Uh, and by the way, though, if, if you have a 1964 Ford Mustang right now, uh, it's worth a lot of money, most likely. Mm. My first car was a Ford Mustang, but it was a Mach 1 Mustang that I had. That was my very first car. What was your first car? Mine? Yes, yours. A um, Chevelle. Oh, that's right. 71 Chevelle. Yes, you stuntman, my kind of person you were. Yes, you were. I'm surprised they let you drive something like that. Oh, it was my um, elder, elderly aunt's That's right. Chevelle. I knew that. And it had extremely you know, low miles, very babied and taken care of. And yes. I didn't know what I had. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, they, they should have given you something. That's what I learned to, to drive That's with. scary. <laughs> that was the first car you drove. Yes. Wow. First car I drove was a 1970 Cuda. That was the first car I drove. Mm. Yes. Very similar to the car. It's in Death Proof. Not exactly. That was a Challenger, but they're very, very close. Kimmy in that car. I did ride with her in that car, and that was scary. First time I went up and visited her parents, she drove me about 200 miles to uh, meet her family, and that was frightening. 
That was a scary drive. Kimmy, moving back to trivia. Missed that one. When We're going to mark that one on as a big miss there. Yeah. 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 Okay. See if you've been paying attention to the world that uh, revolves around something I was associated with or have been associated with and I am currently associated with, but not exactly this thing. It was on this date in history, this item became generally available for people suffering with diabetes. This drug, if you will, became available. What was it? Insulin? That's correct. Now, give me the year insulin became available for the very first time for people suffering with diabetes. Was it the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s? 1950s? It was 1920s, actually 1923, that it became available. And if you are a fan of The Untouchables, the classic television show, you know, a Desilu production with Robert Stack, one of the episodes actually deals with one of the uh, gangsters who is a diabetic, and he is stealing insulin from pharmaceuticals. Hmm. And, and, yeah, and it's kind of interesting story from that time period just wow. to give you an idea about that that was 1923 and the riley and kimmy show has this uh, thing to ask if you know somebody who you suspect to be diabetic or perhaps yourself please get yourself tested don't play tough guy or tough girl because it, it will bite you in the end if you are that just if you're afraid of the doctors go go to a big uh, store like a big w store get a glucose meter get a sugar meter and just test it on a regular basis before you go to the doctor. And if it's scoring high, then definitely seek medical help. So on this date, Kimmy, McDonald's restaurant dates its founding to this date because of the opening of a franchise restaurant by this guy, this founder, happened in Des Plaines, Illinois. Movie was just done about him. Tell me the founder who opened that franchise. Michael Keaton just played him. Oh, uh, Ray Kroc. That's correct. Now, give me the year within five that the first McDonald's restaurant part of the chain happens. Within five, Kimmy. 1965. Ten years off. 1955 is when that happened. Moving over to something else that happened on this date in history, Kimmy. This company, which is known for this, publishes its first road atlas. Two-part question. Tell me the name of the company that you used to see all over the place who published road atlases. And then tell me the year the first road atlas was published within five. Mobile? No. Mobile would sell the brand. I'm sure they would. Other places would. You would see it everywhere. The W Store, other places. Okay, I'll tell you the Rand name. Rand McNally. Yes, there we go. Rand McNally. Wow, okay. And can you give me the year of the very first Atlas, Road Atlas, within five? 1950. It was, do you like the 50s? Okay, I guess you think, you know, hey, McDonald's was the 50s, had to have road maps to, to there, right? No, it was 1924 when that happened. Okay. It was on this date, 1817, the first American school for the deaf was opened in Connecticut. It was on this date, 1850, the city of San Francisco was incorporated. It was on this date, 1865, Abraham Lincoln dies nine hours after he is shot attending the play, Our American Cousin. The question for you is, what is the name of the theater he is shot in? This one I know. You do? Ford. You sure? 
You are correct. Ford's Theater is where that happened. It was 1871. Wild Bill Hickok became the Marshal of Abilene, Kansas. It was on this day, 1892. General Electric Company was organized. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1934. Maybe that's a clue for you because you're going to know it's way back. In this comic strip, which is still published today in newspapers, the Bumsteads welcome a baby boy, Alexander. The child would be nicknamed something. Two-part question. Tell me the name of Alexander's parents. What were the Bumsteads' names? Um, Dagwood and Blondie. Yeah, okay, Dagwood and Blondie. Now, do you know the name of the nickname? Do you happen to know that? Are you a big enough comic strip geek to know that? Mm -mm. Did you watch the old Blondie movies with Arthur Lake and Penny Singleton? They Mm -hmm. used to air on WGN. The child was referred to this in his early years. Do you remember? I can't. Mm. Baby Dumpling. Ah. You kind of remember that, don't you? Yeah. Baby Dumpling. It was on this date in 1947. Jackie Robinson played his first Major League Baseball game for what team? The year is 47, 1947. Wow, I I can't tell you. Brooklyn Dodgers. It was mm-hmm. on this date, 1951, the first episode of The Adventures of Wild Bill Hickok, the radio show, aired. It was on this date, 1952, the first B-52 prototype was tested in the air. It was on this date, 1953, Charlie Chaplin surrendered his U.S. re-entry permit rather than face proceedings by the United States Justice Department. Chaplin was accused of sympathizing with communist groups. He would not enter the United States for a long period of time, and because of that, one of his movies called Limelight did not was not played in the United States when it was released in the 50s. It was not played at all in the United States, or very limited if it was at all. 1967, this father and daughter had a number one hit in the United States. We've talked about this song previously, and it is Nancy and Frank Sinatra. They had the number one hit on this date on the singles charts with Something Stupid. And I think I'll wait until the evening gets late and I'm alone with you. The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and oh, the night's so blue. See, I find this a creepy song when it's a father-daughter singing this. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it, I, you know, am I the only I one? I like it's a nice, Oh, it's a beautiful sounding it's a song, nice song. But it's father-daughter. Anyway, they were the first father and daughter act to hit number one on the charts. That's 1967. I do like the song. Don't get me wrong, the sound of it, the feel of it. But when you actually listen to the lyrics of it, it's kind of like, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of strange. I'm surprised Frank actually did that. Hmm. You know, 1969, Archie Bell of the Drills, you might remember their oldies, was released from military service after a tour of Vietnam. It was on this date in 1982. Billy Joel was seriously hurt in a motorcycle accident on Long Island, New York. He went to the hospital, stayed for over a month undergoing therapy on his injured hand. It was 1983 in Japan. The Tokyo Disneyland theme park opened up. On this date, Kimmy, I want the year that this TV show premieres. Tell me the year and tell me the network. Tell me the network and the year in living color premieres on TV. Oh, 
Boy. We will give you a plus or minus of two years, but no room for error for the network. Let's do the network first. What network aired in living color? This is where people started knowing Jim Carrey. ABC? No. Um, Fox? Yes, it was Fox TV. Fox? Now, now the year. Ooh, 92? We gave you a plus or minus, I believe, of two. It was 1990 that that happened. It was 1992. Jay Leno's first appearance as permanent guest host for The Tonight Show happened. It was 1997. Christopher Reeve receives a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was 2003. This person's debut album was released. Please identify the recording artist. Here is your clue. It's independent. Fourteen years ago, can you tell me who that is? Kelly Clarkson. That's right, from the debut album Thankful, the song Miss Independent, number nine. On the charts in 2003. Moving over to celebrity and notable birthdays. Actor, writer, he was in Knocked Up, Super Bad, and played Britt Reed and the Green Hornet together in the Green Hornet in 2011. Who is he? Seth Rogen. That's correct. How old is he within five years? Um, 38. He's 35, so you get that. Going back in time a little bit here, Kimmy. This person born 1452. Considered one of the greatest painters of all time did the mona lisa and the last supper he was a renaissance man if you paid attention to star trek voyager captain janeway likes to go to the hollow deck and hang out with him tell me who he is rembrandt wrong he designed the the, the basically the airplane or glider flight he also designed a tank Worked with optics. Definitely a genius. Can you tell me who he is, Kimmy? One of the turtles is named after him. Of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can you do it? A famous actor has his first name. From the Titanic. Somebody that played in the Titanic has his first name. complete blank wow leonardo da vinci yes she got it 1452 born on this date next person we will not be asking you about at all kimmy but it's somebody you do know but it's one of those you don't know the name and it's nothing against you but you know his voice he was a he was an actor he did a lot of face work but he did a lot of voice work too he had a unique speaking voice he was born 1917 on this date, died at the age of 64 in 1982. His list is huge of his work. One of the things he did was he was a voice of Captain Hook in Peter Pan in 1953, the animated Disney beautiful film, and he sings in it as well. And by the way, his mannerisms and the costuming he wore to do the role on Mike caused them to actually animate the character exactly like him as much as possible. That's how influential he was on that character's role of, of Captain Hook. But you also know him for the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. He voiced the character 
of Snidely Whiplash. You there on the end, the one who used to sing with the four aces. You're supposed to come in on the downbeat of the fourth bar, not the fifth. All right, this time we'll give them the old oaken bucket from the top. The game is up, Whiplash. Drop that baton. Dudley, do right. No false moves, Whiplash. This rifle is loaded. Now, so are you, or else you wouldn't be holding it backward. I love his voice. I love his read. He did a movie, which is very interesting. If you can find it, if they run it, um, I think Movies Network has run it in the past. And it was done by Dr. Seuss. Not a children's film or anything. This was an actual done for general release. It's called The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. And it is weird. Uh, The sets are extravagant. And it's trippy. And it's really cool to see. It's beautiful, too, color. Uh, it's, it's well done. It's from 1953. That's one to check out. Now, he also, I mean, he appeared in so many shows. I mean, he appeared like on I Love Lucy. And he appeared on, a, you, you'll be able to find him easily. Uh, one of the things he did was he hosted Fractured Flickers, which I think is a really cool concept. It was done by Jay Ward, who did Rocky and Bullwinkle stuff. Well, it was what they did was they took old movies, silent era films, and they changed and add dialogue and sound to them. And they would change whether it was the whole concept. They, they just totally changed it to weird things, you know. And they played it. And they would lip sync it, the early ones, perfectly. I mean, and Paul Freeze, voiceover talent, would do a lot of these voices and stuff. It's a treasure to see these. And just to give you an idea of this guy's read, Hans Conrad, he did so many radio shows. Here's him talking about the Ouija board on fractured flickers. Are you there? Are you there? Oh, <laughs> there you are. Uh, some of you are probably wondering what this thing is that I have in my lap. Well, it's called a, a Ouija board, and it's an ancient device for communicating with those who have left this mortal sphere for that big movie lot in the sky. And tonight we're going to use it to try to get in touch with some of the long-gone stars of Fractured Flickers. But the Ouija board always works better if you have a partner, and particularly so if that partner is young, beautiful, and talented. And I think this young lady fills the bill very nicely, ladies and gentlemen, a recent import from Switzerland and star of such pictures as Dr. No and Four for Texas, Miss Ursula Andres. I just love his read, and I I urge you just to check him out, and if you ever get a chance to listen to his stuff, do, because uh, he was a treasure. Next person born on this date in 1922, his name is Michael Anzara. Do you know who he is, Kimmy? He did a voice of a famous villain in Batman. Do you know who he is? Okay. Do you know? No. You don't know the character he did in Batman? No. Did a lot of work in uh, sci-fi. He was in Star Trek. He played Commander Kang, Klingon, in three different Star Trek versions. He also played on the TV series. Oh, boy. I mean, he, he was part of I Dream of Genie. I don't know how many times. And he was married to Barbara Eden, too, at one time as well. They had a child in 1965. Did so many different TV shows like Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Lost in Space, guested on The Time Tunnel. He's really weird in that one. I had a chance to see that recently on Me TV on one of their Saturday night episodes. But he's also known for Batman, the animated series, and the games, Batman games he played, Mr. Freeze. Mm. Like the swift hand of vengeance, I'm beyond emotions. 
They've been frozen dead in me. Think of it, Batman. To never again walk on a summer's day with a hot wind in your face and a warm hand to hold. Oh, yes. I'd kill for that. Fantastic read. He's great. I love watching him. In, I mean, I've seen him in like Kojak and stuff or, you know, uh, Columbus. I'm just, I mean, he's in so many he's different characters. He wasn't just one thing and just a fantastic voice. Unfortunately, he passed away with complications of Alzheimer's disease at his home July 31st, 2013 at the age of 91. And he was doing voiceover work really close up to his death. Really mm. close. Next person, Kimmy, tell me who this country musician is. See if you can identify him with one, one big hit that actually crossed over into mainstream. And then tell me how old he is. We have more clues here if you can't get it with this hit. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet. As rain upon my tongue, I teased at life as if it were a foolish game. The way the evening breeze may tease a candle flame. From 1969, number nine on the country charts, but it crossed over into the pop charts. It hit number 19, which is amazing considering, you know, what the 1969 was like. It's when, it's yesterday when I was young. Can you identify that country musician and actor? No. Well, Kimmy, here's your extra clue. You know him. He co-hosted Hee Haw with Buck Owens. Nope. You can't tell me who he is. He would, he would... I mean, a lot of times he was the guest host for Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, and he is regarded as one of the greatest guitarists and banjo players, and also skilled as a classical guitarist and several other instruments. Considered very talented. Great entertainer. Roy Clark is his name. Mm. Roy Clark won't ask you how old he is. He's 84 today. Next person, Kimmy. Tell me who it is. Are you ready for your clue? Mm -hmm. Television actress also did film. She's known for her role as Samantha Stevens on this show. Can you tell me who she is? Elizabeth Montgomery. That's right. Born on this date, 1933. Now, she played a killer on a made-for-TV movie in 1975 can you tell me who she played lizzie borden <laughs> that's right did you did you ever see that lizzie borden thing uh-huh you, you did uh-huh. i was surprised you you were allowed to watch that mm-hmm. i am really surprised at that now the next question for you kimmy is what year did she pass away we give you a five-year buffer 2000 you got it within a five-year buffer she passed away in 1995 at the age of 62 and if you ever check out The Untouchables, MeTV runs, uh, not MeTV, Heroes and Icon runs that during the afternoons. You will be able to catch her on an episode of The Untouchables. She was nominated for an Emmy Award for her portrayal of a well, southern prostitute named Rusty Heller. That's the character that she plays. And the really cool trivia part or nerd part is she plays opposite David White in that episode, who would later play... Darren's boss, Larry Tate, on Bewitched. Hmm. So that's really cool to check out. That's on The Untouchables. Actress Emma Thompson having a birthday. How old is she, Kimmy? Within five. Um, Emma Thompson. You don't know her? 
No. I'll be fair with you. She's 58 today. But let's go to another Emma you do know. Emma Watson having a birthday today. She's just recently in Beauty and the Beast. Can you tell me how old she is? Um, 26. You get it within a, a, we'll give you a plus or minus at least two there. She's 27 today. Identify this next person who was a pinup model or actually in newspapers over in England. Starting when she was 16 years old, she was topless in publications. She did it for like three years, and then she became a pop superstar. Samantha Fox? Here's your audio clue. Do you think you're correct, Kimmy? Yes. Yeah, yes, Kimmy, you are correct. Her first hit, tell me what it was. You just got a little sample of it from 1986. Um, touch Me? That's right, Touch Me. I had to go through the song in my head. <laughs> yeah, from 1986, it did not hit the top 10. It only hit number 24 in the Pop 100. That's all and That's all it did. And then she also had I Wanna Have Fun in number 19 is what it charted at in 1988. And, of course, Samantha Fox, you remember that song? Mm-hmm. That was from 1987. That only charted at 51 on the Pop 100, though. Hmm. I think you did a fantastic job, Kimmy, on this Saturday. I think we'll add things up. Okay, yes, you get a lunch. Ooh, or a, I like your math. Yeah, or a dinner of your choice. <laughs> you know, I do math very similar to somebody by the name of Joe Peace who will be appearing at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention. He is part of the Comic Book Connection. And he he is a person who will deal with you with comic books. He'll be bringing tons of comic books. And he does math like I do there. Yeah. To your advantage. Yeah. Trust me. So I think Kimmy did a great job. And we're going we're gonna to go back in time. We're going to honor some things that are, well, a part of this weekend, this Easter weekend. Radio That's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an excuse to go back to the golden age of radio, the theater of the mind, we take that opportunity, and we're going to do that right now on this Easter weekend. What we have now for you is a classic old-time radio show. That is an Easter episode, Kimmy. One of the best voices in radio of all time is the actor who played on the show called The Great Gilder Sleeve. And we have the episode called Easter Rabbits from 1943. And by the way, the Riley and Kimmy show, please, we're urging you, please do not just give a rabbit because it's Easter. If you're going to give a rabbit as a gift, please make sure something's thought out because rabbits do need homes. Mm -hmm. But don't just do it because it's Easter. Yeah, get a stuffed bunny or a yeah. If you're just doing it because if you're doing it just because it's Easter, and if you want to do a good thing. Check your humane societies in your area and also rescues because they may have rabbits they do. That, that are available. Mm-hmm. So please check them out. Going back in time now, 1943, here is the Great Gildersleeve and Easter Rabbits on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craft Cheese Company will also bring you Bing Crosby every Thursday night. Present each week at this time, Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by John Whedon and Sam Moore. Well, it's Easter weekend, and Saturday afternoon finds Gildersleeve out in the side lot surveying his victory garden and wondering whether to pull the weeds now or let them grow a little bigger so they'll be easier to get hold of. 
It looks as if they grow a little bigger, for from the window of the kitchen nearby comes the smell of good things in the oven. Let's follow him in and see what's cooking. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell something good. What's Freddie making there, Marjorie? Frosting for the Easter cake. Frosting? Yes, sir, and I guess it's about done. It, Bertie, uh, 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 uh. Mr. You aren't going to put that delicious egg beater in the sink. Oh, no, sir. I'm saving it for Leroy. Leroy can lick the bowl. Give it here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uncle Mort, you're looking cross-eyed. I don't want to miss any of it. <laughs> Kitchen door. Uh, I'll go, Bertie. Well, wipe off your chin. You the slave? Yes. Sign here. Wait a minute. What is it? Crate. Sign here. I didn't order any crate. Name Gildersleeve? Yes. Sign here. Yes. <laughs> well, hold the egg beater. And hold it, too. I don't know what I'm signing this for. Yeah, there. All right. One side, bud. Wait a minute. One side. We one don't si- want that great big thing here in the kitchen. Well, where do you want it? Make up your mind. I haven't got all day. Listen, I've got a good mind to report you to your superior. Brother, in two hours, I report to my draft board. <laughs> Now, where do you want it? Yeah, all right. Set it right down here. Soldier, pretty place. Hey! Yeah, careful! Don't you know we got a cake in the oven? That's the kind of service you get these days. What do you suppose is in the crate, Uncle Moore? I don't know, but we'll soon find out. Uh, Bertie, do you know where the hammer is? Right there in the vegetable bin, Mr. Gilsleeve. Oh, just the place for it, too. Well, let's see now. Careful, Uncle Moore. It might be something breakable. Uh, maybe I can pry the top up. Uh-huh. And now it's coming. Amp, wait a minute. Uh, Look out! Oh, oh, my goodness, rabbits! Rabbits! Rabbit. Leroy! Never get them. They're under the refrigerator. Maybe if we had some food, we could get them to come out. Yeah, try some popsies. Rabbits don't eat popsies. I don't know, my dear. Popsies always tasted like rabbit food to me. <laughs> well, I could poke under there with a broom, maybe. Oh, no, you might hurt them. Those are very valuable rabbits. They cost me over two bucks. Remind me to ask you, Leroy, where you got the two bucks. Here, Bunny, here, Bunny, here, Bunny, here, Bunny. Oh, no, you'll never get them that way, Unc. You have to get down on your hands and knees. Then they can just stay under there. <laughs> oh, Unc, we've got to get them out. They might get stuck under there. Those are Flemish giants. They grow fast. Yes. All right. It'll teach them a lesson, then. <gasps> there he goes. I got him. I got one, Unc. Oh, look. Isn't he darling? Bring him over here, Leroy. Let me see. Oh, he's frightened. Look, he's shivering. Let me hold him, Leroy. No, let me hold him. Sure, here. Don't let him get away. That's a valuable rabbit. Oh, isn't he cunning? <laughs> yeah, feel him, Marjorie. Feel how soft he is. Ah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> there, there, little bunny. Now, don't you be frightened. Look, Marjorie, look how he wrinkles up his little nose. Would you, would you, would you, would you, would you? <laughs> Uncle Mort, you're doing it, too. I can't help it. He's making faces at me, the little rascal. You like him, Monk? Oh, he's as cute as the Dickens, Leroy. How did you get him? Well, from an ad in Wonder Man Comics. Uh? I sent for them. Only 217 express prepaid. Where did you get the 217? Oh, I got it. It's a great investment, Uncle. It says in the ad. Boys, make big money raising rabbits. Yeah, well, I wouldn't count on it, my boy. As pets, rabbits may be fine, but... Who said anything about pets? 
I'm raising these rabbits to eat. To eat? Eat a little fuzzy, cunning, helpless little thing like that? Leroy, I think you're horrible. Marjorie, take this rabbit and put him somewhere. I want to get to the bottom of this. I got the other one, Miss Gilsey. Well, give him to Marjorie, Bertie. There, now, Flopsy and Mopsy. Come on, we'll find a nice, safe, warm place for you, away from that awful Leroy. Yes. Now, young man, why was I not consulted before you bought those rabbits? Well, I, I wanted to surprise you, Unc, for Easter. You surprised me, all right. Where'd you get the money? All of it? Yeah, of course. All of it. Well, uh, the 17 cents I had. <laughs> All right, but what about the two dollars? Well, uh, you know those old rusty, no-good old roller skates I got Christmas before last? They were very excellent skates when I gave them to you. I thought Santa Claus gave them to me. Uh, uh, we won't argue about that, young man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they were always getting in your way, and anyway, I outgrew them, and anyway, one wheel was busted, so I traded them with Piggy. Did you tell him the wheel was busted, uh, broken? Well, he doesn't need all the wheels. He just wants to make a pushmobile. Yes. Nevertheless, that was not a very honest thing to do, Leroy, was it? Well, he swapped it for a spark coil that wouldn't spark. I'm glad to hear you didn't get the best of it. Now, stop beating around the bush and tell me, where did you get those two dollars? Well, you know, the spark coil. You just told me about it. It wouldn't spark. Yeah. So I traded it. Who'd you trade it to? Michael. Mrs. Ransom's little niece? I mean, nephew? Well, he wanted it, Unc. He kept pestering me for it. Did you tell him it wouldn't work? Did you? Well, gosh, Unc, you wouldn't want me to give him a spark coil that works. They're dangerous. He might get a shock. He might get us. <laughs> All right, you charlatan. What did you trade the spark coil for? Come on, what did you trade it for? Two bucks. That's what we call selling, Leroy, not trading. And you sold that spark coil under false pretenses, with deliberate intent to defraud. Oh, no, I didn't, Dunk Honest. Then what was your intention? To get the two bucks. <laughs> Leroy, I honestly believe you don't know the simple difference between right and wrong. Yeah, that's all it is, Unc. I don't know any better. Gosh, if I knew... That's I'd enough, better... Leroy. <laughs> Go help Marjorie find a place for those rabbits. And see that it's not in my study. I'll take this thing up with you later. Yeah, sure, I will. I'll find a good place for them. Uh, Bertie, I don't know what I'm going to do about that boy. I swear I don't. Oh, now, Leroy ain't a bad boy, Mr. Gillsleeve. He's just a boy, that's all. Well, he needs something. I don't know what, though. <laughs> well, if you ask me, Mr. Gillsleeve, what Leroy needs is a mother. Yes, I'm afraid you're right, Bertie. There's not much I can do about that. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you're young, Mr. Gillsleeve. You got your health. You even got a fiancé. And if you don't mind me asking, uh, what is you waiting for? By George, Bertie, that's what I'm going to ask her. And I'm going to ask her right now, too. The Easter Bunny. Throckmorton, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right down. Don't go away, you hear? Uh, I shouldn't have said that. I got to be tough with her. This time, by George, she's going to give me an answer. I'm not like some people. You can twist them around your little finger. When I... Leela, when are we going to get married? Uh, what did you say? You heard me. Oh, gracious, Throckmorton, you're so impetuous. Impetuous? We've been engaged now for four months. What's so impetuous about that? I want to know when we're going to get married. Well, come in, won't you? No, you come out. 
Very well, Throckmorton, if you wish. Yes. Now, we're going to sit down here on the veranda and settle this once and for all. Yes, let's. You know, Throckmorton, you are so masterful. I hardly know you when you're like this. Well, it's my other side. <laughs> now, let's get down to business. When do we get married? Name the date, Leela. Well, tell me first, why do you want me to marry you, Throckmorton? Well, because... Uh, well, just because. Uh, because what? Because I... Go on, say it. Because you what? Well, I think Leroy needs a mother. <laughs> a mother? Is that all I am to you? A mother for Leroy? Now, Leela, I didn't say that. Well, I guess I know what you were thinking, and I can give you your answer right now. Now, Leela, don't fly off the handle. Let's be reasonable about this Strike, thing. Martin, I am the soul of reason, I assure you. I've thought it all over, and I've decided that we have no business getting married till after the war. After the war? But, Leela, that may be a long time. Well, you ask me for my decision, and that's it. I'll marry you the day the war is won. That settles it. What? I demand a second front. Let's get back to Summerfield and the great Gildersleeve. It's Easter morning, and the great man has started the day in a constructive and beneficent mood. He's intending, before donning his finery for the Easter parade, to build a rabbit hutch, but a brief inspection of the garage shows him that something is missing, namely the rabbits. Leroy, where are your little pets? You mean Mr. and Mrs. Rabbit? Yes, you don't have to be so formal either. Oh, well, they're in a perfectly safe place, Unc. Where are they? Don't worry about them. Oh, Leroy! What is it, Bertie? Did you put those rabbits in the fireplace? Fireplace? There's no fire in it. Yep. That's their new home, Bertie. They love it there. Well, maybe so, but they moved out. It's... What? They did! Young man, you'll have to find those rabbits before we go to church. So get busy. Oh, gosh, Unc, won't you help? Well, that depends. If I... Say, here comes Judge Hooker over by the back fence. Judge Hooker, huh? What's he doing around here? Gildersleeve! Oh, Gildersleeve. Just stay on the other side of that fence, Hooker. You owe me a fender. You owe me a bumper. Uh, you happen to be the owner of two oversized, overaged gray rabbits? Oh, my goodness. Go get them, Leroy. Those rabbits belong to my nephew, Judge Hooker. See that you don't do anything that injures them. Injures them? Look here, I just caught him finishing up the last head of lettuce in my victory garden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to like those rabbits. <laughs> So just remember, Gildersleeve, you not only owe me a bumper, but you owe me one dozen heads of lettuce. You owe me a fender, and you can take a dozen heads of lettuce from my victory garden. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you old nanny goat? The rabbits ate your lettuce first. Oh! <laughs> Now, let's see. Handkerchief for the breast pocket. Need a flower for my buttonhole. Better put on the silk hat just to see how the whole thing looks. <laughs> there. Ooh. Hi, <laughs> right, George Gildersleeve. You're a handsome fellow in a cutaway. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, come in. Sam, come on down. Mrs. Ransom is here, and Marjorie wants to take everybody's picture. Oh, good idea. I'll come right now. 
Leroy, I wonder if you could find me a flower somewhere for my buttonhole. Okay, what do you want, an Easter lily? No. Leroy, just something small and suitable. Oh, hello, Leela. Mm-hmm. Oh, happy Easter. Well, happy Easter to you, too, Throckmorton. Oh, that's a beautiful costume, my dear. Everyone will be saying, lucky Gildersleeve. Oh, now, Throckmorton. But you look simply angelic in your gray trousers and cutaway, doesn't he, Marjorie? Oh, he always does. He looks all ready for a wedding. Let's not go into that. <laughs> Come on outdoors, everybody, and we'll take your picture. Ben's got the camera out there. Well, are you sure there's time, Audrey? Your uncle and I are going to church. Oh, we all are. Of course, Leela. Come on. Well, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Happy Easter. Oh, thanks, my boy. The same to you, Ben. Now, uh, where do you want us to stand? Oh, right there inside the lilacs would be all right. Oh, fine. I'll put some lilac in my buttonhole. Just stand anywhere, really. Uh, is isn't too much trouble. Now, if you could just smile, please. How's this? I got you. That one ought to be fine. Now, who's going to take our picture? I'll do it, Marge. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, I take better pictures than anyone in the family. He has been lucky. All right, Leroy. Uh, Where shall I stand, Marge? Well, right beside me. Here? Well, that's where I am already. (laughs) (laughs) Can't you get a little closer? Oh, I guess so. All right, now look at her, you big goof. Uh, I am looking at her. Uh, Ben, honey, why don't you put your arm around her waist? Oh, gosh, right here in front of everybody? Why not? Well, all right. Say, this is quite comfortable. They're so in love. Don't they look beautiful together? Yes, they do, Leela. They just look like an Easter magazine cover, I declare. Yes, so do you, Leela. Got it! Thank you, Leroy. Yeah, much obliged. Gee, I never enjoyed having my picture taken before. George, I'm glad we decided to walk, Leela. Mm, it is nice. Yes, sir. Oh, good morning, Dr. Pettibone. Happy Easter. Good morning, Doctor. Uh, he goes to a different church. Mm, yeah. I know. Here comes old Mrs. Carrington. Don't tell me she's walking to church. Yeah, but she'll stop for a long conversation. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Carrington. Oh, happy Easter to you. Happy Easter to you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Happy Easter, Mrs. Carrington. And what a lovely shawl you're wearing. Thank you, Mrs. Ransom. I'm glad you had the sense not to call it a fascinator. Yes, you're uh, you're looking awfully well, Mrs. Carrington. <laughs> Did you have a good winter? Pretty cold, pretty cold. Uh, yes, but now it's spring. <laughs> um, what do you hear from your grandson? Is he still with the... Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, uh, they made him a vice president this year, and next year they're going to raise his salary. Uh, well. <laughs> well, he's coming along nicely. Uh, oh, mercy, I'm afraid we'll all be late for church. Oh, we must all hurry, but I'm glad to see you young people still dress up for Easter. You'll make a very handsome couple. Well. Oh, now, Mrs. Carrington. I haven't had a chance to congratulate you formally. Uh, when is the wedding to be? Well, it depends a little on the war. Oh, 
don't wait too long. Uh, After all, we're only young ones. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Ransom. Goodbye, Mr. Gildersleeve. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Mrs. Carrington. <laughs> oh, she's a wonderful old lady. Uh, I always enjoy seeing her. She makes me feel so young. Yeah. Come on, Throckmorton. Let's run. Run? Uh, Leela? Hey, wait. <laughs> nothing like the feeling when you've been to church on Easter. Because I always feel like a new man after church, but on Easter I feel even happier. Mm, I feel the same way, Throckmorton. I don't know what it is, the Easter hymns or something. But when the collection basket came around this morning, I put in twice as much as I'd planned. Oh, really? Yeah, should have planned that much in the first place, though. Oh, here comes Peavy. Uh, happy Easter, Peavy. Happy Easter, Mr. Peavy. Well, a joyous Easter to you, Mrs. Ransom, and to you too, Mr. Gillespie. <laughs> Just uh, coming from church, Mr. Peavy? Yes, I am, Mrs. Ransom. Mrs. Peavy and I attended the services together, and then I went by the shop to get this little surprise for her. Uh, surprise, eh? What is it, a plant? A begonia. I've given her a potted begonia every Easter since we've been married. Uh, listen, Peavy, if you've given her a begonia every Easter, she couldn't possibly be surprised when you walk in with this one. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but you've already given her 20 or 30 begonias for Easter. 31. I know, because Mrs. Peavy saves the pots. Yes. Well, <laughs> uh, that's nice. Yes, and when I give her this one, I know... Just exactly what she'll say. What, Mr. Peavy? She'll say, Richard Peavy, don't you know it's wicked to be extravagant? But that's not extravagant, Richard. Well, I know that, Mr. Gillersleeve. So does Mrs. Peavy. That's just her little way of acting surprised. (laughs) I think it's a very sweet way, too. I do myself. Anyhow, she always says it, and then she gives me my surprise. Oh, you get a surprise, too. What's your surprise, Peavy? A box of crystallized ginger. Crystallized? (laughs) Crystallized ginger? That's pretty strong stuff, isn't it? Yes, but I've got a taste for it. Yes. And is that your surprise every year, Mr. Peavy? Every year. It's a wonder you don't faint from excitement. (laughs) Well, I don't faint, Mr. Gildersleeve, but I give a pretty good imitation. Yeah, good enough to fool Mrs. Peavy. Well, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) But when you folks have been married as long as I have, you you know that our kind of surprise is more fun than a real one. Yes, you may be right. Well, so long, Peavy. Happy Easter to you and Mrs. Peavy. Well, the same to you and Mrs. Uh, Ransom. Good day. Throckmorton? Yes, Leela? Was there uh, any war news today? Huh? Uh, well, apparently the Allied forces made substantial gains in El Milang region. Mm. Throckmorton? Yes, Leela? Isn't it wonderful that Mr. and Mrs. Peavy are so happy after all these years? Yeah, I guess so. Of course, he's rather a strange fellow. Uh, uh, Throckmorton? Yeah? We're uh, neither of us getting any younger, are we? Of course not, Leela. Uh, Throckmorton. What is it, Leela? How would you like to come to my house this evening for chicken fricassee? There'll just be the two of us. Chicken fricassee? Oh, brother, I'll be there. (sighs) That 
was a wonderful dinner, Leela. I'm glad you liked it, darling. Maybe I overindulged a little. Oh, I didn't notice. That's because I didn't overindulge any more than usual. (laughs) (laughs) You were so cute sitting at the head of my table serving my dinner and all. It looked natural somehow. Uh, Guess I'll smoke a cigar. Uh, You know something, Throckmorton? I've been nervous in this house the last few days. What on earth is there to be nervous about? Oh, nothing in particular. Sometimes I think I hear strange noises in the night. But, you know, with you here, I don't feel nervous a bit. Fine, fine, fine. But when you're not here, I do feel nervous. Maybe you ought to see Dr. Pettibone. Get some vitamins. Oh, fish. What did you say, Leela? Nothing. Throckmorton, I've been thinking. Yes, Leela? Maybe Leroy shouldn't wait till after the war to have a mother. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Leela, will you? What do you mean, Throckmorton? Could you marry me before the war is over? Well, for Leroy's sake, I might consider it. How about next week? Now, Throckmorton, don't be so impetuous. Well, June's a nice month for weddings. Yes, it is. June 1st. Well, that's awfully soon. June 1st. Well, I think we might say the first week in June. Oh, darling, you know, this is the happiest Easter of my life. Really, honey? Sure. Why, everybody ought to be married. It's a law of nature. Two by two. Male and female. A girl for every boy in the world. Hey, Unc, what do you think? Leroy, what? Mr. and Mrs. Rabbit just had quintuplets. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y.com. If you friend, follow, and like us, We will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.